Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Crypto Chats. Before we get started, just going to apologize preemptively for the fact that from now until like March, I'm going to be super wicked nasally because it is winter in New England and that is what happens. Um, So that aside, we're going to talk about something pretty interesting today. I don't know if it necessarily counts as a cryptid, but it's a weird phenomena. So we're going to talk about it. We're going to we're going to start discussing those weird blobs of flesh that wash up on shore um, across the world. Uh, you guys know them. You guys love them. Globsters. You know, um, we've got globsters anywhere in the world that has access to the ocean um, and they wash up ever so often, but they're always so decomposed and bloated uh, that they usually have the appearance of a sea monster. So we're going to talk about a couple of globsters that have popped up um, in the United States and one that has popped up overseas and take a little detour out of my normal North America today for you. But we're going to start with the Folly Beach monster. So let's get into it. So on March 2nd of 2012, residents of Folly Beach, South Carolina, stumbled upon the carcass of a sea monster washed up on shore. The carcass was golden tan in color and had fin-like appendages running in two rows down its underside, along with scales that ran in rows across the top of the creature. Some who viewed the photo of the creature related its appearance to a pangolin. I don't know if I'm saying that word right, but you guys know what I'm talking about. It's the little things that look like armadillos, but they aren't armadillos. Pangolin, I think. I don't know. Um, so the way that its, its scales and its fins lay across its body made it look very similar to that creature. Um, others thought that the creature looked prehistoric, both in color and scale pattern, giving way to the theory that the carcass belonged to a sea monster from long ago. Um, And honestly, that theory was not totally far off because when the photo of the carcass began to circulate, Dr. Shane Boylan of the South Carolina Aquarium correctly identified the carcass as an Atlantic sturgeon, a species of ocean water fish that dates back more than 120 million years. Um, They can live for an average of 60 years and grow up to 15 feet long making the sturgeon a commonly mistaken for a sea monster type of fish. And we all know, um, we've seen a lot of lake monsters kind of been debunked as sturgeons. So it definitely would make sense that an Atlantic sturgeon would also be mistaken for a sea monster, especially this weird carcass. Um, I'll try to include some links to where you can find photos of these globsters um, in the description or at least on my Instagram. Um, But you guys should check it out because this one honestly looks really, really cool. Okay, so moving on, we're going to move to the next one. One of, I think, at least in my opinion, one of the more famous globsters that's ever um, washed up on the shore, the Montauk monster. I don't know if that's actually like a super well-known one or for some reason I just um, have fixated on it, but I don't really know. Anyway, we're going to talk about it. So the Montauk monster. In the summer of 2008, residents of Long Island discovered a weird carcass washed up on shore. The carcass was pale pink, bloated, and had weirdly smooth skin and almost a beak-like mouth. So this thing like straight up kind of looked like a cooked pig. Um, Like I said, you can see the picture on my Instagram, Um, but it it very much just kind of looked like um, like a pig roast gone wrong or something. Um, I don't know. Very, very weird. Like that's what its skin kind of resembled. But then it had this weirdly shaped mouth and these really weird hands and feet. And it was just is real bizarre. 
Um, so from there, conspiracy theories ran wild immediately, as they do, ranging from an aquatic rodent to the outcome of secret experiments from nearby Plum Island gone wrong. Um, and that's always fun. It's always fun to see where the conspiracy theories go with some of these creatures. But ultimately, this carcass ended up just being a raccoon that happened to die in the water. And the water kind of, you know, messed with the decomposition of it and, and made it this weird, creepy looking pig thing. I don't know. Um, yeah, very odd. Um, I... I don't know. I like that one. I like the Montauk monster. Something about it just like, I think it's because it, it went from being a raccoon to being something like so, so dramatically different looking. I don't know. I really like it. Um, but we're going to move on to the next one because it is uh, in the same general area um, in a very similar story. So we're going to talk about the Manhattan monster. So in 2012, um, a woman named Denise Ginley, who was actually an amateur photographer, uh, was out for a Sunday stroll under the Brooklyn Bridge when she came across a bizarre, mutilated-looking carcass that had seemingly washed up on shore. The creature was pale pink, bloated and misshapen, and had the appearance of, once again, a cooked pig. Um, Ginley was quoted saying that it took her a very long time to be comfortable climbing over the fence to go get a closer look at the creature, but once she did, she snapped a whole bunch of photos of the creature, and the news article was published the next day. Um, again, conspiracies about the origin of the creature took off. Some thinking it was simply a copycat of the Montauk monster, um, kind of just like a, a, you know, round two, if you will. Um, and others, again, believing the original theory of secret medical tests and the dumping of failed experiments. Um, but whatever it was, it was never officially identified one way or another. But most people just kind of landed on the, you know, it was probably a bloated a water decomposed raccoon uh, similar to the Montauk monster. But I do think it's interesting that they never tried to fully identify what it was. Um, because to me, that seems like the obvious first step is to be like, what the heck is this thing? Um, but I guess maybe once you've got the Montauk monster, maybe you don't need to identify the Manhattan monster. I don't know. We'll see. So, um, couple of globsters from the United States. There are a lot more. Um, there are, there are plenty more to look into, but I'm gonna, we're gonna kind of, kind of go away from North America for a second, because in my research, I found a globster that was so very cool that I just was like, I do not care that it is not in my normal range. Um, I want to talk about it because it's interesting and I like it. So we're going to talk about the Canvey Island monster. Okay, so in 1953, a strange carcass washed up on the shore of Canvey Island, England, which is on the eastern side of the country, just past London, sitting where the River Thames connects to the English Channel between the Celtic Sea and the North Sea. Um, so a little geography bit for you there. You can kind of visualize where this happened. So the creature that had washed up was reddish brown in color with thick skin, long gills, and huge bulging eyes. It was only about two and a half feet long, but it had hind legs with five-toed horseshoe-shaped feet with concave arches, which suggested that this creature could walk bipedally. Um, that's crazy. But it had no forelimbs, so no arms, just weird legs with these horseshoe-shaped feet. Um, really crazy. Very weird. Um, unfortunately, this creature was almost immediately cremated, 
um, because it had been poked and prodded by a small group of zoologists who within, you know, a couple of hours determined that this creature posed no threat and they just got rid of it, which is bizarre to me. That's not what I would have done, but that's okay. Moving on, a second carcass washed up on the shore of Canby Island the following year in 1954, matching the same description of the first, but it was much larger, um, coming in at about four feet long instead of the previous two and a half. The theories that came to be upon the discovery of the first carcass in 53 ranged from a new species of anglerfish, specifically like a new unseen species of frogfish which is in the angler anglerfish family um but it's like not an anglerfish if that makes sense um but they have a lot of strong physical similarities um to then an extraterrestrial that died on the shore because it needed water to survive and got stuck so as per usual we've got something totally plausible maybe a new fish maybe a new species of something um and then uh maybe it was an alien um, in this case, I can see, and you guys can relate back to my Instagram post for this, I can see how you would look at this thing and think that's probably an alien, but um, I do also love to remember the possibility of it, it could be a new species of something. Um, and yeah, so then the general consensus of these creatures' identity these days is that it was simply the carcass of a monkfish which does belong to the anglerfish family and has been swimming in our seas for about 45 million years. Um, and you know, after doing my own research on monkfish and what they look like, I do definitely agree with that consensus. I think that that, that is pretty accurate. It was definitely probably just a monkfish. Um, what I think is interesting though, is that they really just did not put much forethought into uh, what they were going to do with that first carcass that washed up on shore they were just kind of like they poked it a little bit and said Meh, well it's probably not going to hurt anyone and then we're just like well we'll get rid of it um instead of looking into what it could possibly be now i know at that point in you know 1953 um i guess people weren't as driven to kind of discover new species i don't know if that's necessarily true that's the vibe i get but um, that might not necessarily be the reality, but that's that's kind of how it seems a little bit, is they weren't really necessarily as driven. Maybe they didn't have the right technology to go um, down and look into this, like, new species of anglerfish uh, or whatever. But I think it's interesting um, that it took a second carcass for them to be like, okay, well, maybe this is something. Um, yeah, I don't know. I really like that one. I, as I said, I don't normally stray out of specifically North America um, to bring you guys obscure cryptids, cryptozoology things, aliens, whatever. Um, but this one just like it really, it really did it for me. So I figured I would talk about it. Um, but yeah, that's what I have for you, you guys for this week. Um, I hope you all enjoyed learning about some of the weird globs of flesh that have washed up on our shores. Um, as well as some fish facts, because <laughs> I know that's what everybody comes to this podcast for, is the facts about fish. <laughs> I'll be back um, next time with some more weird information, maybe on an actual cryptid uh, next time. Uh, maybe an alien. We'll see. We'll see what, what's in store for, for the next episode. But yeah, thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you guys next time. Bye!